from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for December 6th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Senior Associate Athletic Director from Arizona State, Frank Ferrara. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless. Unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, well, welcome in hockey fans to another edition, another episode, if you will, of College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Harris Resort, just outside of Phoenix, Arizona, at the uh, Akchen uh, Resort in Maricopa, Arizona, where we saw a little sun today, got into the lower 70s, so not a bad day. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Paul, it is awesome. It's uh, great to have you on tonight. Uh, thank you. We, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. True. I can't argue with you. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> um, I definitely think that uh, you had that right on the nose. That's how I started so, <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. Um, that's okay. Right. You probably shouldn't. But. <laughs> I just had to have a little fun. When I'm running the board, we got to have a little fun, right? Uh, listen, at least you get it right. <laughs> Tonight, we have the senior associate athletic director, and I believe CFO and right. uh, of Arizona State University, Frank Ferrara, joining us in about, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. Right. So uh, we will have a quick break while I connect him on the uh, three-way phone call with us, and uh, you will run away and teach uh, teach people everything that you know about hockey. Well, so that should take about five seconds. <laughs> Better get that connection done fast. <laughs> All right. It's going to sound an awful lot like ASU hockey today, but it's also National Letter of Intent Day. Uh, so we'll talk about six new Tigers uh, coming on board. I don't know how much research you've had a chance to do tonight 
to uh, to see who else has gathered some new people. But there are some ties to well, uh, to some of the new Tigers. So we'll get to that in just a minute, or right. maybe after Frank. Yeah. But um, in the meantime, I, I did have a chance to watch practice today, and um, people are going like, "Okay, well, why is this always ASU talk?" Well, here's what I was thinking today. I was going like, "I'm in Arizona. I'm leaving right. for Vegas tomorrow." Right. But um, I think the most interesting piece right now uh, is Arizona State, followed by Colorado College, um, Denver. The, the interesting piece for them is not going to come till tournament time because right. they're just that much better. And Coach Powers acknowledged that today, Paul. He said, you know, we, they're, they're a buzzsaw. And uh, we didn't play our best, but but they're still a buzzsaw. <laughs> and they oh, just, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen. And I know uh, we had a guest this week that uh, might disagree with me, but Denver's the best team I've seen all year. That the, that, the, that the other guy's team... Jess is really, really good. I just don't think they're as good as Denver. Yeah, I I mean, we'll see at the end of the year because I think it's going to be those two left standing. No uh, disrespect to Quinnipiac or, or St. Cloud State or anybody else that's having great seasons. But um, you can see with your eyeballs. And, Paul, I think I got our guest calling, so uh, I'm going to let you okay. take over for just a second if you would. All right, well, that's good. Well, listen, uh, there was a game tonight. Sacred Heart beat Northeastern. Uh, by a score of four to two, uh, dropping uh, Northeastern a little bit in the pairwise, uh, Sacred Heart moving up a little bit. Uh, I do kind of have a soft spot for Sacred Heart. Not only did uh, they have uh, my one of my favorite managers of all time, Bobby Valentine, as their athletic director. Um, it was the first time I got to see ASU play in person. It was up there in Connecticut against Sacred Heart. And so even though Sacred Heart won that game, I mean, this is ASU's first year and the hybrid year and the whole routine. And and, and so, you know, I was I didn't – the expectations were – but I just had so much fun looking at an ASU uniform on an NCAA Division One hockey ice sheet. It was, you know, um, the, the outcome almost didn't matter. So, like I said, they have they have a, a a soft spot in my heart for a bunch of different reasons, and um, you know they get a new building this year too. In a couple of weeks, you know their opening weekend is BC and Harvard. All right, Paul, I that. am uh, I'm back, and I've got the senior associate athletic director from Arizona State with us. I've got Frank Ferrara with us, and. Uh, Frank, you got Scott and Paul with you. Uh, I'm going to get beat up because I think I got a couple of East Coasters and definitely ASU people uh, going after me. But how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Scott. Paul, thanks for having me. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Frank. And 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 another thing, you know, I I sit here and I get double teamed by Scott and his Minnesota cronies all the time. <laughs> and you Paul, know, I, you're, are you? You're from Long Island, Paul. Is that well, my understanding? I actually grew up in Queens and know somebody that you might know uh, from your from your NFL days. Uh, friend, yeah. One of the guys I grew up with, a gentleman by the name of Pete Quaglarini. Oh, uh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Pete and I go way, way back. Pete is awesome people. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I know. His, I, I mean, I've known his whole family most of my life. And, 
and his parents that? and his and his aunt and uncle and the whole routine. So um, I'm always ready to get. Uh, like I said, I, I every once in a while I have to get somebody here. <laughs> you know, hey, from my neck of the woods. I could have a show with Pete, and that, that could be a whole hour. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, yes, very funny dude. Okay, as I, as I told uh, Frank coming on, Paul, I said I want to kind of break this down into three segments, talking um, past, uh, present, and future of Sun Devil hockey. So let's jump right into it, Frank, talking about the past. Uh, you came on board in what year two of this hockey program? Yeah, I came on board in uh, uh, in October of 2015. Okay, when I came on board. So they they had just started their their first hybrid season when, when I uh, joined Sun Double Athletics after a 20 uh, year uh, career at the National Football League. Um, so yeah, so I came on just in the just at the at the very beginning of, of the program at the start of their hybrid season. Okay, I saw you around the rink a lot. I saw your son around the rink a lot. I could tell from the moment I first saw you, Frank, that you were enthusiastic about hockey and college hockey, and it seemed to be a natural fit. Am I close on that? You were very close, right? It was it was a match, and it was actually one of the, the it was a couple of reasons. But you know, people often ask me why would you leave a career at the National Football League and come out here. And you know, Ray was was obviously a big reason. That was a big checking of the box, right? Something that I had worked with at at the NFL. Uh, but clearly, when I I was out here for the, the Super Bowl that was in town that year, uh, actually the year before, and uh, you know, Ray was mentioning some of the things that he had going on. He was in his first year. And the thing that intrigued me the most was was his hockey, the way he was talking about, hey, listen, I got a national uh, ACHA championship team that we're, that we're uh, about to bring uh, uh, bring the D1 status. And, and then he talked to me about our, our Novus district and, and the innovative way that they were going to pay for facilities if we needed an arena to play in. And those things intrigued me. Those those are the, uh, uh, what were, the, were the two things I said, you know what, this is something that would be a great fit for me and, and something that, that I think I could help. Okay, so, so let me, hold on one second, Paul. Okay. I got to get one more in there, uh, Frank. When you talk about that, be honest now. Were you a little shocked that uh, celebration or or pre national tournament party you had out at the golf course uh, a few years ago? Were you a little shocked that they were already there at that point? Yeah, that was in our third year, and and I don't think anyone uh, expected that uh, outside of our program. Actually, you know, we we went through the year. The people that were close to it, you know, we knew they had the horses to go all the way. Whenever you have athletes like Princeton, uh, Joey Decord, Gobblestone, uh, and, and, and many others, uh, you know, we we knew that we had the ability. Um, and people should actually understand and know just how difficult that was to get there that soon uh, out of a facility like Oceanside. I mean, and this is all credit to to Coach Powers uh, and his staff to to recruit. It was not easy. It wasn't not, not easy to recruit those athletes to get there, but uh, to get that early success is what we needed, um, and also to have uh, for Greg to be the, the finalist for the uh, for the NCAA Coach of the Year. A lot of things, a lot of success happened very quickly, you know. And so, yeah, so to those close to the uh, close to the program probably weren't as surprised. It was part of the process. It certainly took our lunch those first two years, but by the third year, uh, with the athletes that we had, um, you know, the, all those on the inside. I, honestly, I don't looking back. I don't think we were as surprised as most of the thing. Okay, so you, so you're here. You, you're and, and by the way, just so you also know, I am an ASU alum. <laughs> yes, I warned I, him. I do know that. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want. I just wanted to make sure. Um, and 
and and I'm not gonna lie, I, I say this all the time. If there's a team that I get to choose to win a national championship, I'm not gonna lie and say this is it. So let just I just want to get that out in front. As you something went through this, on, <laughs> what was that? There's something else you and I agree on. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Um, as you were going on through this process, yeah, and I don't think that people really understand the the twists and turns that getting to the point where we are now with Mullet Arena that went on getting to this process. Um, can you just is because I know we're you know we're we're you know we're we're a little restricted on time here. Can you just kind of give people a summary of of the the twists, the turns, the stops and starts, because there were a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'll start off by saying, you know, when I, if I go back to that first meeting, I, I don't think I ever dreamed that it would have taken as long. I really don't. You know, if I go back to when I was talking about in, in 2015, I don't think any, any of us did, but there were many twists and turns. We even, even the site, you know, and who was going to be playing in this building, what kind of building was it going to be? Was it going to be an onsite, uh, building you know, for 5,000 overs are going to be at some time we've been contemplating having a bigger building in the 17, 18,000 seat arena with, with the, with the Arizona coyotes with a smaller uh, practice sheet for them, you know, 5,000 seat arena for us uh, a few miles in that Northwest, I'm sorry, Northeastern quadrant of, of our campus uh, by Tempe marketplace. And, and all of those things uh, were, were, were discussed. And then we wound up uh, on the site that we are now. The part, the, the biggest part of, of the difficulty that I that I, that I look back now was, was convincing uh, ourselves that hey, listen, that first project that we were talking about, right, which is right next to our current Desert Financial Arena, a smaller, mm-hmm. right, it's a much smaller arena, uh, and also did not have anywhere near the amenities that the Mullet Arena has. Convincing everyone and going through the modeling and convincing campus that hey, listen, this, you don't need an arena that, that's 3,900, 3,800 seats. You actually need something bigger. Something that's more than just a just a hockey arena. Something that can can be built big enough that can that could have all the amenities certainly that the hockey program needs, which was not in the first building, right? To mm-hmm. having uh, something that could host concerts, to be a true community asset, to be something that could be accretive and uh, to that new Novus neighborhood that we're building. Something that that would uh, have all sorts of, uh, of of events in it. And then the, you know the, the the honestly, I'll call it that when we looked at each other in the face, you know, back in whatever it was three three and a half years ago, ripping up those old plans and say, listen, we, we need to have something right across the street. We got a great partner uh, to operate it in Oakview Group and and uh, a tremendous partner to build it in Morton's. And I can't say enough about both of those two groups. Uh, but to build the arena that you see now, did it take longer than, than we wanted? Sure. You know, I think I think Greg and I would be the first to, to say that. And you guys have been with us from the start. And, I, and for that, we're always, to, to always see your, your guys' faces around the arena, you know, meant a lot to us and the support that you've given us over the years at Oceanside. Uh, but to be where we are now is, is uh, like the job often say, this is the answer for the next four years. The, the arena that we have now is going to be, number one, it's going to make, make this competitive for sure. Right, but it's going to be what's needed to grow hockey, not just in this community, but to show that this works. This works. If we started hockey without an arena, uh, and, and we were able to be successful, have, have uh, started uh, hockey and D one hockey without a conference, and we made it work. And hopefully, that that one of the things that we're all very passionate about is growing the sport of college hockey. Hopefully, there's eyes on us, people that could take a look and see that this works. Doesn't it, you? You can be very successful at. at uh, 
with, with college hockey in a non-traditional market. Okay, Frank, I got to jump in now because you stopped me in the, uh, in the in the lobby the other day, and we had a nice uh, – you had a big smile on your face after a win over Minnesota, and you said uh, – what I believe you said, what are we doing right? And I said, right. uh, I'll give you a bunch of things. I'll do them quickly. Uh, number one is an on-campus facility is tops. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. I've told people – uh, everywhere I've been, that uh, this is the crowning jewel of college hockey in the West. And I truly believe that. I've been to every game. Uh, I didn't plan on that, but my schedule um, has changed because it's been so exciting. And we cover and want to grow the game of college hockey. I know there's other schools, um, you know, that are watching what's happening at Mullet Arena. And I know right now the early returns are that they're thrilled at what they're seeing and the crowd and the excitement and uh, the fact that uh, it's going so well and you've done so many good things with it. So uh, kudos to that right off the get-go. Um, it's uh, it's I, just... I pre- appreciate that part immensely because that's what it's all about. Like we, you can plan the arena all you want and we, we were going through all the virtual models and, and, and planning and the schematics, but you know, you, you never... Uh, you know, one of the things I think we also touched on when we were talking, you don't really quite understand what it's going to be like until you're in it with a bunch of fans. I was always curious about <laughs> what the arena would actually sound like, you know, and, and I think about the band and everything else. And that was the, the, the one thing that was that I was really looking forward to after all the years of planning. And we got in there just to see how things were. I mean, you were there. The Minnesota game was, was, was fantastic. The place was packed and, and we got the results we wanted. But, you know, the crowd stays. They stay there. And the students, the, the support <laughs> that we have and, and the band going, it's really what, what college hockey what it what, what it can be and what it ought to be right and, and that's one of the things that I'm, I'm i'm glad it's working in a non-traditional market and, and it's not a fluke this is this is something that i think you know paul and scott you guys when, when you do come and visit us you, you're, you're going to see all the time i'm going to tell you also uh frank i had a chance to visit adrian college in michigan and i don't know if you heard this story or if you know about adrian but they've got seven hockey teams and four figure skating programs uh, on on their campus, it's about 2,200 students on the campus. They have one ice sheet. It, it, during the hockey or during the college season, the uh, academic year as well, that arena is going from 6 a.m. till midnight every single day. And, oh, yeah. and it's spick and span. It's perfect. I mean, when you go in there, you could eat off the floor. and Every team's got their own locker room and every team's got their own little logo for Adrian and and when I saw that, I walked away from it, Frank, and I said, if there's a will, there's a way. And that's what I titled the feature that I did was if there's a will, there's a way because that's one ice sheet and they're making it work and they're winning championships yeah. at the D3 level and at the ACHA D1 level. So you got something you got something special going on here. And um, I just want to tell you that, that some universities have already talked to me and said, um, we really think that, that we can do it now because of Arizona yeah. State. That's great. Yeah, I'm happy to hear about Adrian. Yeah, that, that sounds like a place that's dripping with with uh, pride. Sounds like how they define themselves. That's that's uh, similar to what, what I, uh, I I like to think that we are too. You know, that there, it is. If there's one word that describes uh, you know what we're building here as a program, it, it, it's pride. Um, so yeah, it, it can work, guys. This is one of the one of the things that um, you know we, we were able to, to succeed in building this arena. It was it came seven weeks ahead of schedule. 
right? In the middle of, of, of a pandemic, uh, you know, it can be done. And we have our second sheet, too, which I'm, I'm sure you've seen, our second sheet of ice, uh, the Mountain America Credit Union Community Ice uh, Iceplex, which is also, that's that's first thing in the morning, no matter how early I get there, there's always seems to be our figure skaters out there. <laughs> no matter how late you leave, there's all adult leagues. So it's it's everything you want to be, and that, that's a, an integral part of, of how we, uh, of, of the, the way that we, we finance uh, our building. Well, listen, there's never going to be a time where you have empty ice because that just doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen in, in, in any place where there's, where there's an ice rink, to be honest, because, um, you know, once you start playing, that you, you can't stop. I mean, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, you know, we sit there and, and, and there's nothing like it in person, you know. Yeah. You know, you, you I'll watch a football game. I'd much rather watch a football game on my television. Um, right. <laughs> a, a baseball game, I'd rather – if it's a day game, I'll go to the game. I don't really want to go at night. But there's nothing like a hockey game live. And forget about playing. It's it's just, you know, above and beyond. So, um, I agree. Look, look at the NHL playoffs compared to the, the, the playoffs. Nothing better. Look, look at what happens. Look at what happens when the team is away. Right. right. Look, look at all of the, the the viewing parties and the thousands of people, sometimes tens of thousands of people that go to the arena anyway to watch on big screen TVs. The passion, the live, the, the live atmosphere of uh, of hockey events. I agree with you, Paul. Uh, you know, it, it is something. And and the other thing that I would say, it's also uh, it, it's also incredibly popular with young children, right? To go compared to the other sports, it's just it's one of those things. You see the kids, and they you put it, you, you put a little kid on glass at a hockey game, no matter what. So, Frank, let, let me ask you, uh, we, we kind of went through the past. Now we're in the present mold. And like I said, uh, you tell me when you got to go because we get carried away and we may talk forever. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know, but I have some Okay, so I just wanted to, uh, to let you know that uh, we're now in the present stage. And what I've seen at Mullet is fantastic. I think the parking structure right next door is perfect. I had uh, Jess Myers from the Rink Live tell me that he really enjoyed the fact that when they walked over, uh, they could see the music or hear the music and see the people milling around outside. And uh, I don't know when, if you saw when Anchorage came to town, but they were tailgating in the in the first and second floor of the parking garage. Yeah, I mean, I it, it, that was just, to me, going back to my roots in Minnesota, it was like, that's what college hockey is all about. And, and I watched, uh, growing up, Frank, I watched uh, North Dakota and Minnesota play in Grand Forks in a 7,000-seat arena, uh, the original Ralph Engelstead Arena, and uh, it was packed, and it was the hardest ticket in town, and people stood out in the frozen, freezing weather and snow to, to get in, and I see that now at Arizona State, and I'm going like, hey, you don't have to freeze, but you can go in yeah. and watch a really good hockey team play a really good, so, so I guess the, the point is, uh, how happy are you already? And I know it's only uh, November, but and I talked to Greg about it uh, today a little bit too. It's like, uh, how excited are you to see the vibes um, that are coming back so early? Oh, I'm very excited. You know, I, I was I was thinking this through with with, with Greg uh, about a week or so ago, and we had just said, look, you know, you know, it's amazing. We've had already we're we're two months into our season, and we've already had three 
incredible moments that we will, as a program, we remember for the rest of our <laughs> lives. Obviously, opening night against Colgate, right. uh, the win in Vegas against uh, North Dakota in front of all those those, those fans, and that was not easy to do. That was just a, a, an incredible. I, I was wondering how the, the, the boys would react walking into an arena when all you see is green. There's you know seventeen thousand screaming North Dakota fans. Not easy. And then and then the win against uh, a, a top team like Minnesota in overtime in front of all of our in front of a sold out building. Uh, and that's something that we will uh, you know after I think we played them. Uh, seven times and lost all seven by a combined score to whatever forty something to twelve or whatever. They, they <laughs> yeah, we don't acknowledge to, to, able to, to do that in front of our fans and, and, and in front of a, against an incredible opponent like that. Uh, it says a lot. There's a lot to be to be excited about. And that being said, our, our season so far has been filled with some ups and downs. Right, we've had some really close, some tough calls. Right, even this past weekend. Um, we had some overtime losses. I mean, we're right there. We're right there. But the fact of the matter is, we're eight and nine, um, and and we have, uh, you know, again, we went through the hardest part of our of our schedule for sure. Uh, and the, but from if, if the goal of this, let's make no mistake, is to is, is to make the tournament right at the end of the year. So uh, we have some uh, some some work to get through. We're Fifteen games um, uh, uh, in right now. Actually, are we fifteen or seventeen now? Seventeen and right, eight, nine, but seventeen games. I'm sorry, I lost, I lost count. Right, so uh, we have twenty-two games left in, in our in our season, and we're going to have to win probably fifteen or sixteen of them in order to get in. So there's some work to be done, and but I also think that we have the the, the team that could do it. Right, I'm I'm so excited for it. Well, listen, I don't think there's any question that from a talent standpoint, this is the most talented team, top to bottom, that that uh, Coach Powers has put together. Uh, hopefully some of these guys can recover from some of the injuries uh, after this weekend at New Hampshire and, and, and can make that run. Um, and as you look at it, and it kind of is all tied together, um, we know from obviously from talking to people, and you would know this far better than we would. Right now the NCAA has a moratorium on new conferences they're debating legislation uh, uh, whether or not to allow uh, one-sport conferences. Can you give us any update on that? Because this is going to have a major effect on the last remaining question for ASU, and that's where they end up as a, as a conference member. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. This is one of those things where I'd love to turn it into from a question thing, just the three of us to you guys are, are, are very familiar with our program just to turn into a little bit of a, of a discussion, you know, for, for your audience. And what, what do you guys, before I, I speak on it, what, what do you guys think? What do you think would, would, would be the, the right move for Arizona state? Okay. I'm going first. Okay, Paul. Go ahead. I'm going first. <laughs> uh, Frank, my, my thought is out. I'm asking because I care. Okay. I, I know my, my thought is, uh, and I've always thought this is uh, take the quote unquote, Minnesota state mold. Uh, they went into the CCHA as the big dog. They dominated and are still, they're a little down this year, but they've dominated that league for about 10 years. Uh, they got the auto qual automatic qualifier every year to go to the tournament. Then they kept building. They kept getting experience at the tournament, and they played their way all the way to the Frozen Four. Um, right. To me, that's the way to do it. I understand the logistics of it, but I also think that with two Alaskas and with Lindenwood now, um, St. Louis is a fairly easy place to get to. If we could convince a Simon Fraser, for example, to come on board, if we could get um, UNLV to make the jump, which 
I'm optimistic that that's sooner rather than later. Um, I think I think that's the way to do it, and I think the way to do it is that. Now, I'll also preface that by saying, like, um, and Jess Myers was on Sunday night with us, and he said, Arizona State as the eighth Big Ten team makes makes all the sense in the world, and he's got a point. It does. I mean, we're talking about like-minded, like-sized universities, and um, you know, at the eighth team in the Big Ten. Um, and I'm going to be totally honest here, and I think people that know me have 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 gathered this from me. I'm a Minnesotan, and I've never seen the Gophers play a team harder than they played Arizona State. You mentioned the seven losses before the uh, the one that you got Saturday night. Um, that team never focused more on beating the team than beating Arizona State. And I asked Greg that when we had him on. I said, did it feel that way? He goes, yeah, it kind of does. And he said, I don't know why. <laughs> right. It did. You know, I, I, I agree with that. And, and your, your points are all well made. I'm just going to, before I uh, chime in, you know, Paul, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I look at it this way. And, and first of all, uh, I hate to agree with Scott because it makes me feel like I need another shower. Um, um, I, I do kind of lean in his direction with the, we need a Western conference. And I think college hockey needs a Western conference and there might be some ways to do it. If people were agreeable to it. Um, I, I think that, you know, there are some schools that might be uh, a target or could be a target. Uh, besides Simon Fraser and UNLV, um, that, Oregon and San Diego State. How about? Well, I was thinking about teams that already exist. Oh, okay. Right. Air okay. Force. Yeah. Well, I didn't say that. You did. I don't want. I don't want Frank Seratori mad at me. Uh, um, you know. Um, but I mean, the, I, as far as I can tell, their most important thing is playing Army every year, and they could still do that as non-league right. games. But that's just me. Uh, if you're talking about within the realm of the existing college hockey world, um, I think from from a hockey perspective, I, I think the 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 right move would be the NCHC. From a business perspective, and I know that those are not weighted equally. Obviously, <laughs> um, with all the Big Ten alumni that are in the Valley of the Sun. Um. I would probably be easier to sell tickets and not have to worry about that. But though that's the way I look at it personally, I, I agree with Scott. I want to see a Western conference. And I think a lot of college hockey wants to see one yeah. too. Yeah. So you know, listen, you, you both, you guys are spot on. I mean, that, that's the way I, I would analyze this and have analyzed this for a while. First of all, I, I will stop short and say, listen, the, 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 whatever decision Arizona state makes, is going to be the decision of our, of our, of our president, Michael Crow and our athletic director, Ray Anderson. Right. Uh, but, but you, 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 uh, you hit on all of the, the right, the, the pros and cons of doing this, right? One of the big cons of, of not being in the conferences, and, and you saw it last year, is like once we get to that stretch where you're really not in it with the pairwise, right? You don't have enough games to make up the ground. And, you know, without a, a postseason tournament to get your way, way in, it's it's really, it's extra, I want, you know, it, it's extra hard to keep everyone motivated. There's just no prize at the end of the tunnel. And that, that it, it impacted us last year. So that's one of the, one of the, 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 the big cons, one of the things that, and I know Greg agrees with this well. We just hate not being in, in, in a conference. It's been detrimental. Uh, the other thing and the other factor that, that we have here is as, as being independent. I mean, Greg, we were able to – we have 24 home games this year. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll have similar, if not more, next year, you know, 
Coach Powers, he puts together an incredible schedule that, that, that helps us out. So, you know, we're a little bit unique from an independent standpoint in that regard uh, because of, you know, we, we make no apologies about taking advantage of our of our space. So that's a, a, a big um, advantage, if you will. And the other thing is, and it's a little interesting thing that you may not realize also, listen, we, we have now, we, we split this, we have as a tenant, the Arizona Coyotes. So it, it is very beneficial for us making our own schedule to have all of our games well in advance of the NHL schedule, so they got a schedule around us, right? right. So that's also a, a, a big benefit. But right, from the business standpoint, the, the, uh, the, the, the Big Ten is like, you know, a like institution in terms of, of size and and, uh, and brand recognition, et cetera. But, you know, the NCHC is the, um, I've, I've often said they're like the SEC of hockey, right? They, they have, right. Uh, what do they want, four of the last five? I'm, I've been lost count of so many of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe more. And, they, uh, and, and, and they're closer, right? It's, it's a Western Conference. So if the goal truly is to to, um, um, to expand, you know, that it, would, it would seem to be, it would be uh, the way to, to do that would to be have a, a very strong uh, Western conference, not just in terms of, of hockey, right, but also in terms of, of, of brand recognition. And, and we would, uh, I think we have a lot to offer whatever conference we, that, that we would uh, eventually join, right? The one thing that's been, been holding us back all this time is, is, is the facility, right? right? And that's no longer a problem. Now Now we do have something that we could, that we could uh, offer whatever conference we go into. Okay, so all of that being said, and like I said, we uh, we under we know what's going on with the NCAA. And we know that's a factor. Uh, right. Is it fair to say that say by this time next year, that's a decision that will probably be made? I hope so. I, I don't. I don't know because it's it's not my fault to make. So it's hard for me to answer that. And truly, right. Whatever. Um, I, I can't answer that. I, I will say this. I, I certainly hope so. Um, okay. I, I do think that I, I, I think it's, let, let me say this, you know, to, to be an independenture, it, just to say that it, that it's worked, that it works for us and has worked for us. It, I, I don't believe, and this is my own personal, it will not work for us forever. I, I just don't believe that. I think right. it's in order to be in college hockey, you have to be in a conference. And, and again, there are going to be times things happen, injuries happen, you know, uh, bad puck luck happens where right. you're not going to be where you need to be. In fact, you know, come early February, guys, right, where you're not going to be in the pairwise and you have everything going on. Now you have your guys back, whatever. It just, it's, we've seen it where teams get on a roll and, and, and they get in. We don't have that luxury. Right, and that, and that has that has hurt us. I believe that hurt us last year. Right, so to me, it, 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 until you're in a in a in a, uh, a conference, you're not in college hockey. So uh, that is the goal at some point. But you know, whether it could be next year, I, I we hope so. Right. That well, we, I'm not saying schedule wise, just a decision because that would take yeah, that, a couple would, of years. That's what I meant. I, I would hope that a decision made. We have our schedule two years out. Right. So, uh, that are all schedules that would prevent us from saying, "Hey, we're going to be in, in this conference or that conference next year." So, right. Okay. Well, uh, I love that part of it. I don't know how much more time you got, Frank, but uh, the conversation's awesome. Um, I would tell you that, you know, being a hockey guy for 50 plus years growing up in Minnesota, playing outdoor games, all of that stuff, um, what Mullet Arena's got going right now is everything that you would want. Um, I, I, begged and pleaded with anybody that would listen to me to have a pep band. You got it. You even mentioned to me that when you played football down South, uh, you were hoping they'd leave a few, a few band members back to that Minnesota series. Uh, that's just awesome. Uh, I like the design of where you put the nine, four, two crew. Um, and people commented to me about that. They said, wow, that's, 
that's an uncomfortable environment for the visitor when you got to go in and out of that little corridor, if you will, to uh, to get to your locker room. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, that that is a just a, that's just a thrill. Um, some people have asked me something. I just want to ask you something structurally about the yeah. building. People have asked me why everything is so black, and people have told me they go, "Oh, well, it's because you're the Sun Devils, and you wanna you wanna make this house of horror." <laughs> and I'm going like, I don't think so. I think it just there's another reason why it's black and and not more more light in the building. Yeah, we, we actually we went back and forth on that decision. With it. Do we go black? Do we go white? And there was some concerns if it's too black. You know, would the goalies have a hard time picking up a, a pocket that goes up in the air? We have all those decisions, but, you know, and this is where it, it was really helpful to have the virtual model, right, where you literally could take a walk through the whole arena virtually, and it looked incredibly accurate. I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't it was it was a, you know, a, a tool. It was, it was an actual construction tool, so you could walk right through it, and we, and we would just play, play games with it and deciding what we wanted, with a click of the button, what color seats we wanted, what color thing. And when we put it up to the color that you see now, we all, uh, the design team looked at it and said, you know what, that's what it is. That looks much nicer than, than uh, let's say, something like a really light gray. Uh, so that we're just aesthetically we're like, wow, that really looks special if we go if we go with black and then with the, the you know, the, you see the fear of the fork symbols and all the other backlit <laughs> signs. We thought it, would, it just, it just popped, you know, visually it, 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 it just popped. And, you know, with all the acoustic stuff up there, you know, and also over the other the other thing I should point out that over time white gets dirty, right? And right. Hard to sure. Clean. Yeah. As opposed to the black that's up there, we thought that that would have a little bit more of a longer lasting aesthetic appeal. So yeah, it, 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 but one of those things, just like the color of the seats, we were going back and forth for a while. Oh, I love them. Do you like that? Yeah. Oh, I absolutely yeah, love so. them. Matter of fact, I was there for practice today, and uh, I always go about center ice, and I go to the very last row. I don't want to sit in the gold row because that, to me, that's special. That's sacred. So I stay, I stay in the top row of the maroon. So uh, that's just my little idiosyncrasy, but uh, man, it's awesome. I love it. I love the pitchforks everywhere. Uh, people tell me that all the time when I'm in different uh, cities, they go, you know, I saw Mullet Arena on TV and, and man, that's, that's ASU's building for sure. I'm going, yeah, it is. No doubt about it. Well, the only thing I'll say is that the other big success factor that we had when, Designing this, we wanted it to be the best ice in college hockey. It's very important to us. We wanted to be, we wanted the best ice we could. Both, both sheets of ice. That was right. something that we were going to invest in and put a lot of money in. It. And that was, and that's a credit I, again, once again, to Ben Getter and uh, uh, and his Mortensen crew for for designing that building. And, and I'll say this in a nutshell. And I know it's a five thousand seat arena, um, but it was built so well that an NHL team wanted to play in it. All right, and I know they have their own situation, but halfway through construction, they came to us with the situation they were in, and, and I said, just stop and think about that. You know, we, yeah. we built this to NHL specifications uh, before, way before the Coyotes were involved, because Greg wanted this to be, um, you know, a, 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 the, the goal of this program is to, is to train his athletes to be in the National Hockey League, and we don't want any of the, you know, a lot of the games or shit that goes on in other arenas that you see with the benches being on opposite sides. He said, "No, we're going to build with NHL specs," and um, you know, it, it was built so well that an NHL team wants to play in it. You know, so that's everybody stop. And I've always told the team just stop and and, and think about that. And you know, I think it's great that this is something where the Coyotes are and they're doing whatever they can to, to build their arena down the block, which is going to be great. Shows their commitment to the to the community and for however long they stay here, this will be a, a, a way to keep professional hockey in the valley. Well, here's a, here's 
now that the building's been open for a few months, um, you obviously will get uh, dis- into discussions with with people different than Scott will. Um, what has the 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 people come up to you that you that you talk to uh, that have come to see games said, "Wow, this is this is the thing that that really caught me by surprise." Wow, so so many things. You know, I I like. Uh, it seems to be announced that the food service. Everybody loves like the, the club and, and, and the food selection. That was one of the things that. Uh, it, it seems to be a common theme as I'm walking out and, and people uh, mention things. Uh, people are we, we didn't get it right the first thing. I thought we, we make adjustments. That's what you do. Uh, but even even the parking, right? It's just the, the ease of getting in and out of, of the place. Um, was uh, is something that that people comment on. Um, the other thing, these are things also you, you try to look at for, for the success of the building, right? People when they come, they don't leave. Everybody, yeah. you know, even on games that we <laughs> lost, it's amazing. I was, I was watching the the the, the, the four nothing lost to Colgate, right? And us we were just we were all emotional wrecks after after you know the first night. I was like, you know, one thing about it, nobody's left. Everybody <laughs> left at the end, which is which is again that that that's odd. It's just it's it's a sign of a, of a, of a healthy business and a healthy um, you know healthy game in the sports world. Everybody stayed till the end, you know, which is something that that I uh, that I love. But no, yeah, the the uh, the, the, the 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 food service is one thing that I, I hear comments about the, the the quality of the premium seating, right? You know, the the, the suites and. We're going back and forth whether with the university, whether, listen, 20 sounds crazy. Are you sure you want 20? And then it's like, well, if you include the, the two group suites, I actually think we need 22. And, then, and they sold out <laughs> in two weeks, right? So, um, you know, and it's, it just shows that there's people to try to make people believe some, sometimes it's easier and, some, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes people need to see it before they believe it. I, I understand that. Um, but the, the, the premium seating is something that always gets good. Like, wow. To beat that club and the and you know and then last and and certainly not least and probably the most is the sidelines. You know I I, yeah. I keep hearing the, the same <laughs> sentence. Wow, I cannot find a bad seat in this place. You know I just I just can't. And that you know again by design that's a credit to SEI. There were Arena Architects and Tony Priscina. Um, they did a, a fantastic job. Some of it was very important to them. They wanted that not a bad seat in the house. They meant it. Right, Let so me. Here's- let me say one more quick thing, okay. Paul, uh, before Frank's got to go. I know, and I, I just want to get this in there. But, Frank, um, UNLV uh, came to me when I was up there a couple of weeks ago, and they said, you know, if if we built a 2,500-seat lower bowl rink uh, in Vegas, would that be adequate for, for NCAA hockey? And they said, you know, think about Vegas. Is there so many things going on every weekend that we don't know if we can get more than 2,500 and I said, "Hey, look at look at what Sacred Heart is doing. Look what uh, what Ed Robeson Arena looks like in Colorado College. I think that would be fantastic in Vegas. And if they needed to go, they have other arenas now in Vegas that they can go play a big series in, uh, as you guys did at the Vegas Invitational and against North Dakota. So, uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, out west, if you could like San Diego State's talking about renovating their uh, their basketball facility to have about." Nine thousand or ten thousand seats, and I said I think that's too big. Yeah, it could be. Now, every every I'll say this: every building has a different mission and a different purpose. So you know what what works for us may or may not works uh, someplace else. Uh, but I, I'll tell you this: a three thousand seat arena is better than no arena. Yeah, right? they're, yeah. they're trying to do that, and I, I do think that's a community 
uh, that that has shown that they can support hockey, right? There was some question marks for, for decades, right? Whether whether Vegas would support, and then Vegas came and obviously they did it right with their early success. I mean, that place is fantastic. We were uh, obviously we've had success there, and the, the two times we played there, that's a fantastic building. Actually. Yeah, you guys own that building, by um, the way. <laughs> yeah, we were two. And, we're yeah, we're well, we're more than two and but you know so every building is different for us i'll get back the magic with all five thousand. what we wanted was because you know if the if the ncaa ever does change course and allow regionals to be um hosted at you know at, at uh you know, campus facilities we think that we have a great a great place you know some people ask me hey what, what's the if there was something you could change about your facility, what would it be? There's always going to be something. There's no such thing as a perfect building. Trust me, there's not. There's, there's not. <laughs> but I always tell people, I, I really wish that it had two more locker rooms. I really do. You know, we, we, we tried to fit and we just couldn't. But and then the Coyotes came with their annex halfway through construction, and they're going to be they're building their facility with two NHL locker rooms just to the uh, north of our arena, right? Uh, and now we have our four. Right, we have a, an incredible team uh, visiting team suite. Obviously, we have our home locker room, and without these two four, I think we have four perfect locker rooms to host a, a regional championship, or maybe a women's frozen four. Yeah, right? amen. Like that, which, which, which would be fantastic. I, 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 and the other thing that this all works because of the where we are. It'd be great to have uh, people come here in late in, in this part of the country in late March or you oh, know yeah. or whatever uh, to, to, to come. We also have hotels in walking distance. Yeah. Right? There will be more in walking distance in the next couple of years. So it is something that, that really, uh, I think, will work well. And I think it would, it would be a place that everybody would just mark their calendar and say, hey, guess what? We get to go to Tempe. Okay, Paul, yeah. you, know, so. you get the last word. Okay. <laughs> um, now, obviously, I don't expect names. But, <laughs> the, but since this building has opened, have you gotten – calls from other schools saying whoa um how do we do this yeah uh <laughs> okay i'm just yeah, I, yes. yeah. no the, the answer is yes and uh you know it's funny that they, they, they I, and i won't will not give names obviously but right they were places that I, I don't think you'd, you'd expect you know and it's also cool. about that they call and they ask not so much a uh, not about the hockey, but wow! So, how, how did this work? How did you guys get this, get this, uh, get this done? And and to you know to to work with the thirty year the Oak Tree Group believed in this so much that they signed a thirty year deal with us to operate this, right? So, um, a lot of questions on on that side, right? How how did you get that to work? And and what was the thoughts and going in there and, and and having concerts on on campus? And you know, so yes, the the, the phone has rung actually. Um, so, and and that's not to be unexpected right you know this is one of those things where again doing this hopefully that you have eyes on, on you that to show that this that this can work that hockey you know after the pandemic there's a lot of we're not the only ones there's a lot of athletic departments that are financially strapped a lot of us we're all pretty much we lost football season in terms of, sure. of, of, of uh, at least attendance right a full year football right. which is which is incredibly impactful from from an from a financial standpoint but to understand that 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 you know college hockey can be part of the solution not the part, not part of the problem, but you can it, it can be a revenue generator if done right. Frank, we definitely appreciate the time. I'm going to say it, and I'll say it proudly. The crowning jewel of uh, college hockey in the West is the Mullet Arena. Um, so happy for you guys. Uh, I hope I can be there the day that you raise that national championship banner, and uh, and count on me being here as often as I possibly can. And I promise we're going to get Paul out here too one day. 
one day. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I, I thank both you guys, you know, for, for your support. Uh, you know, Scott, you're you're always been a, a fixture in our in our arena for for years now. And Paul, yeah, uh, Paul, I really hope that you get a chance to, to come out here as well, so we could uh, face to face and can enjoy a game at Mullet. It's going to happen. I only got about three and a half years to go till I retire, <laughs> so it's going to happen. <laughs> then you won't be able to get rid of him, Frank. Nope. He'll be uh, he'll be locked in. Uh, we appreciate your time. I know we went long. Uh, we always appreciate the conversation. You're welcome anytime, my friend. And uh, anytime you see me in the building, please grab me. I always love talking with you. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Absolutely. That's Frank Ferrara, the uh, senior athletic director at uh, associate athletic director at Arizona State, joining us tonight. I know we went long, folks. So don't uh, don't don't kill the messenger here because there was just too much good stuff to talk about. Um, and uh, we always appreciate that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back because it was national letter of intent day. And a couple of our teams made some big announcements today and uh, we'll bring it to you in just a minute. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness, Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. 
All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to another episode of College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from uh, beautiful Maricopa, Arizona. And uh, my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, we could go on with Frank forever because uh, oh he is God. so knowledgeable and so passionate. And uh, he really does have the crowning jewel of college hockey in the West. Uh, but we also have some other stuff to talk about. National Letter of Intent Day today. And some of the teams... Uh, right out front with it. Other teams, right. very, very quiet. I don't know what that means. All I don't I know what it means you, either. All I can tell you is the Colorado College Tigers are roaring because they picked up six players today. Uh, one of them and uh, former Arizona State commit and an Arizona native in Riley Stewart. But uh, just two thoughts on what the Tigers did today, Paul. Let's start with them. Well, listen, you know, um, we know that uh, they're headed in the right direction. I don't think there is, you know, obviously this year, I don't think they're as consistent as, you know, Chris Mayotte wants them to be. But you definitely see the step up. Okay. Um, they, 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 they have a team, you know, that, you know, he's, he's getting a chance to, to, to solidify his recruiting. And, you know, now he's had a, a full, you know, a full year to play in, 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 in Robeson Arena. And, and, and it, we, we know it makes a difference, right? I mean, uh, you know, ASU's recruiting is going to be better. Sacred Hearts recruiting is going to be better because they're in a new building. Uh, UConn is, 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 has built their program towards a new building. Uh, you you know that that, that that's an effect and, and look at that I mean CC's got two players going to be you know in contention for that World Junior Championship team for Team USA I mean uh, th there's you know they're building it there and you know they got a nice mix they got uh, three defense I think it was three defensemen and three forwards to 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 build that roster which is still pretty young. On top of everything else, so uh, they're adding some size, right? Uh, they got a couple of guys that are six two, six three, six four, and you know a couple of two hundred. You know those guys will be up to two hundred pounds pretty quickly because they'll have the frames to put it on. And you know, event. You know this. That'll be another year where. And this is not to knock the guys that were there before Chris Mayotte got there, but he's still blending his stuff with players that were already there, and this will just be another year closer to having a, a, a team, basically, of the guys he recruits. Yeah, absolutely. And you're giving Chris all the uh, all the accolades. Chris, I'm sorry. Um, we all know it's Peter Menino. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mayotte, but, you know, know I'm kidding, but – and Peter, we know, and John Lidget, we know your hard work as well. And we also know um, um, <laughs> that this is a team effort and they're doing a fantastic job at CC. And, uh, you know, you think sometimes that CC is this massive university until you get there, right. right? And you walk around and you go like, really? This is it? And you guys are doing what? And you're playing in the NCHC and you're winning? And now you're looking at... Uh, a goal of of building on 
all Americans and NHLers and and national championships and tournament appearances, um, and you're doing it at this size university because you get it. And that's what Arizona State can become in the West. And if you're listening to San Diego State and UNLV and other schools, you too can do it, but you got to have passion and you got to have a vision and you got to follow the game plan. I mean, Arizona State had it about as difficult as anybody building. You talked about the twists and turns of getting Mullet Arena finally done. And, and you got to talk about the fact that uh, they went through a pandemic and kept it going and got it done. And, and now they're reaping the benefits. And the benefits are just starting. I forget sometimes that they just opened this place in October. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, heck, we could have done an entire hour or two just on getting to the point where they got Mullet built. Oh, yeah. yeah just just on that one little item alone. Yep. Well, Frank so, touched on it. He talked about where they were and the plans that came out and were they going to build this or build that or where were they going to build it or who was going to be playing yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, and, and the one key that I got, and you and I have talked about this, number one, this is an ASU facility and yep. the Arizona Coyotes are using the ASU facility. And I think they're pretty thankful that they're getting that annex. Uh, I hadn't thought about the four locker rooms, but boy, that is a big thing at some point down the road that's going to belong to Arizona State. And that will open up some doors uh, to bring in other events. So kudos to them for that. And secondly is kudos to Greg Powers and the guys that uh, were involved in designing it to build it like an NHL rink and to get the ice surface like an NHL rink. So much so that they have an NHL team playing there or wanting to play there because it was that good because that's right. how you become the very best at the NCAA level. Right. And I, and I want to listen, I, you know, I, you know, things always change, but um, you know, those two Connecticut buildings, I, I, I'd love to get to, I don't expect to get there this year, but next year, hopefully, um, you know, and, and, and if I do get to make the trip out west in the next year or so, uh, I want to go to Robeson too. I, I, you know, I want to see that building. So, um, these buildings, you know, the buildings get you excited, um, and you know they they bring attention. And we're we're sitting here and and things aren't going exactly the way people thought they would go this year but we know how important say that building will be uh in 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 colorado springs as cc right now fights for that first round home ice advantage they're right there oh yeah without a doubt listen we didn't expect omaha to be in third no but we did not and um, and now they're battling with uh, Colorado College this weekend at a huge, Arena. a huge, huge series. Oh, it might be the biggest one in college hockey this weekend. It might be. And that's saying something. It could be the yeah. biggest series because there's be. so much for everybody to gain. So um, hopefully we can get Coach Mayotte on uh, maybe on the weekend and, and have a chance to visit with him and, and figure out not only talk about his new recruits, but talk about um, this weekend with Omaha because I know they're looking forward to it. Um, I know they're gaining momentum and experience 
And that shows with Caden Embarico and Noah Laba being invited to the uh, World Junior uh, Championships. I know Coach Powers is disappointed that he didn't get a couple of his guys on there as well, but it's a limited number, right? And you got to right. build this thing. And, and of course, Coach Mayotte's got some ties already um, with USA Hockey. He's been right. an assistant coach for a couple of years. and um, So I get it. I'm going to say uh, this. I'm going to say this. The NCHC might be down in terms of where they normally are. But this might be the craziest weekend in that league in a long time. <laughs> with with, I agree. with the way with the way the standings are right now, um, you know, and and I know people cranky would take Denver out of it, but you look at the standings in that league um, with Omaha in third place with fifteen, um, you know, Western with twelve, Duluth and CC with eleven, North Dakota with seven. Uh, North Dakota playing Western <laughs> Michigan this week. When you just say that, I, I just, I almost go like, Paul, have you got that wrong? Are you sure that's not 17? Uh, I get it. No, I get it. Um, but, you know, they're playing Western this weekend and get a chance to get back in to that pile. I mean, you could see a giant scramble this weekend and, it needs to, and, and, and the standings be different. And, you know, St. Cloud's only two points behind Denver right now. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's crazy. It's uh, it, it's yeah. We just didn't. I think the shock to all of us in the hockey world is um, the teams that are in places what we didn't expect them to be, and right. maybe that's shame on us for thinking that um, status quo is always the way it is. Um, but I love being wrong like that. Yeah, me too. And it just kind of shuffles everything up, and it's a big weekend for Denver up in uh, in Minnesota Duluth. Yeah, um, let's hope it doesn't snow them out. Uh, <laughs> but that's a tough time to go to Duluth in December. I'm telling you, December, and January, January, and February. Well, no, February. Now we're starting to get nice, uh, nicer. But but December and January, man, you can get some really really rugged weekends. So let's hope that everything goes well for their travel trip and and all of that. And like I said, a lot of the teams, like I didn't see anything from from our Alaska teams or Air Force or Arizona State. I saw a few names trickle through in the National Letter uh, of Intent Day from Lindenwood. Um, and shame on me for not having those in front of me. I was preparing uh, for everything else but that tonight. So. Um, well, listen, I mean, uh, we could sit there and there's just uh, the, the the crazy thing is, you know, I mean, you know, a few names. But the, the, the fact of the matter is we have to wait and see like everybody else, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's out. But but I think you have to put it in perspective and that's what you're saying. But um I think it's exciting, at least for the players and for the teams, to see these, to get this moment in the spotlight, so right. to speak, right? This is your big moment. You're right. signing your national letter of intent to go to a, a college and, and hopefully stay there for four years or until you turn pro. Right. Um, hopefully this portal thing is going to settle down. I know you mentioned to me about football. It was just insane today or the last nuts. week Absolutely with uh, since that opened up. And I hope that doesn't happen with college hockey. I hope teams start to settle in. I hope you you make a commitment to your university and you you stick it out. 
I, I know it's difficult sometimes, and I know there's reasons why people go in the portal. But I mean, if, if you think you want to be at a university, and I, I'm going to throw this out today, as you know, I had a chance to visit with T.J. Semptonfelter, and he did transfer from Northeastern, but he is a Sun Devil through and through, and um, he he made the commitment. He bought in. He loves Mullet Arena. He loves the nine four two crew. He uh, he loves everything that is this program. Not that he didn't like Northeastern. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that uh, if you're going to transfer, you've got to buy in 100%. You can't come for one year, in my estimation now, come for a year and then go, oh, it didn't work out, so now I'm going somewhere else. Oh, it didn't work out, so now I'm going somewhere else. No, no, make it work. Right. Well, Find I'll, a way I'll, to make it work. All right, I'll, I'll say this, okay? Um in, in just to, to respond to what you're saying and, and I am not gonna gonna the first of all more teams would help settle down the transfer portal we're getting away from the COVID years that will also help settle things down with the, with the hockey transfer portal um the one place you might not see it come down and this is just because of the game itself is you only have one net. True. And there are going to be teams that will only play one goalie, and you have some teams that are sharing it. Uh, and if you're on one of those teams where guys you only where, where that coach is playing, um, you know, one goalie in 30 of 36 games, you want to play. I get now, that. Now, well, let me... the, the, the you're you're not often going to get a situation where you have like Northeastern had, where they had a Devin Levi who's as good as 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 it gets in college hockey, being backed up by a, another guy that's in the top three or five, and that guy wants to play. Yeah, I get that. I also give a lot of credit though to guys like. Uh... Mr. Begley down at, at CC, uh, he's been there. I look at the guys at, at Arizona State now and Ben Cross and, and Gibson Homer and the fact that they are um, they know the situation pretty well, but they're hanging in there. Ben Cross got into a game uh, against Denver. Um, you know, an injury, you hate to hear it, you hate to say it, you hate to even think it, but they can happen, and they have yeah. happened. So you've got to be prepared. And if you truly believe in the university that you signed your national letter of intent to go to, um, you know, stick it out for a little while. Don't don't just jump ship immediately. Uh, see what happens because you never know. You well, never yeah, I mean, know. And if, that if is... that's your commitment, and I'll say it, look at Denver. Denver won a national championship. You don't think that uh, uh, Mr. Davis is uh, – as good or thinks he could be as good as Mr. Corona. Yeah, he does. Um, wow. Matt Davis is every bit as good as, uh, as um, uh, Mr. Corona. Well, let's, and, let's put it this way. And this is just a general comment. Uh, a bunch of the people I talk to uh, uh, online in terms of being college sports fans. By the way, that's scary. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, most people are not happy with the fact that 
that college sports are becoming, uh, that are mimicking pro sports more and more with the player movement. I get it. Uh, it'll. I think, se- I think it has to. It'll settle down. I think we're just in a in a in a, in a time period where it's still kind of uh, new, and you know the rules are changing all the time. I think it eventually will settle down. Well, but, I agree with you, and let me end it on this because I know we're running really late too tonight, but. Um, let me say this, uh, the, the fact that you're trying to build quality student athletes and NHL players is always going to bring that out. And I'm going to go right back to last year's frozen four. Like I, I tell you all the time, there were two teams there that were, um, primarily concerned with building NHL players. And there were two teams there that were primarily concerned with winning a national championship and building NHL players. And if you ask David Carl, and he's told me this on camera and off, that they have a game plan with all their players. When they recruit them, they go, okay, what, what's your situation? What, what do you want? What, what's your projection? Do you, are you planning to be here for four years? Are you planning for three or two? Or, and that is based on um, – and, and he gets an honest answer out of them. Um, but I think some schools – you get guys in, and they and maybe they're good enough to go pro after one year, but they hang around for a second, and that kind of throws everything out of whack as far as your recruiting and balancing your talent. So I hope that it does settle down. I believe, like you do, that it will settle down, and I think what we'll find is that teams are starting to uh, to figure it out, right? And players right. are starting to figure it out. Right. Uh, COVID was a mess, but right. I will tell you one thing about COVID, Paul. It, it was good for us in the standpoint that it allowed us to grow our business um, from the podcasting point. And I right. think it was good for the game of hockey because everybody said it was going to be the death nail and it was just the opposite. It gave people um, cause to want to grow and start programs and reestablish programs. And it gave players the, uh, the sense that this can be taken away from me in a heartbeat. And I can't take I can't take anything for granted anymore. All right. Take it away, my friend. All right. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where unlimited your way lets you choose the right plan for each member of your family. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, you take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury's and Suites, an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Liberty University. Hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at Liberty.edu. 
M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M-Drive formula is for you. And buy College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you look up and subscribe to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review. Help folks find the podcast. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I know we ran long, so I will say a big thank you to the Senior Associate Athletic Director from Arizona State University and CFO. I got to throw that in there. Uh, Frank Ferrara for uh, joining us tonight. What a what a great, fun show, uh, informative show. And uh, the more we can talk to administrators and coaches and players, that's what our life is about, right? That's what we yeah. want to do. That's what we want to do our part to help grow the game of hockey, not only in the West, but everywhere now. And uh, we're thrilled to do it. So big thank you to Frank for, for joining us. Big thank you to Paige Shacklett, the SID at uh, Arizona State, for helping arrange for this to happen as well. And uh, you know what? Sun Devils, don't take them lightly, Paul. I, I told you it's tough to go on a big run, but if there's a team that can do it, it's led by number 35. He might uh, he might be the backstop. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.